hello my fellow crime junkies and welcome to today's episode of Criminally Underrated. Today I'm going a bit haywire for the premiere of this podcast, which is exciting. Can I get a whoop whoop? No, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I didn't want one anyway. I'm fine. But yeah, I'm going a little bit haywire and I think that's the best way to be. You know, go big or go home and I'm already at home so I might as well go big because there's nowhere for me to go. Yeah, today's episode is a bit of a complex one, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really interested in what you think about it. This case really isn't straightforward and there isn't like, it doesn't follow the normal rules of a true crime case. There isn't one victim, there isn't one culprit. Is there another name for a culprit? I feel like that's too much of like a posh word. Victim and, oh my god. Victim and perpetrator maybe? That's a bit SVU, we'll go with that victim there isn't one victim or one perpetrator but rather like a plethora of both and which really is kind of crazy when you think about it are you interested yet actually don't don't answer that because i'm currently uh, sat on my sofa bed with a glass of rose so if this doesn't thrill you i don't know what will i've also got a page of notes so don't worry i'm gonna be as factually accurate as i can but before we dive right in of course i'm gonna give you some trigger warnings uh, if i may so let's just get them out of the way. So there are themes of child grooming, attempted suicide and suicide. So it's not a light one, but in true crime, when is it really ever a light case? Never, because it wouldn't be true crime, but there you go. So if you aren't in a safe mindset to kind of listen, then click out. And if you are, then I'm ready and I hope you are. So sit back, trust no one and get ready for the premiere of Criminally Underrated. This is the case of the blue whale. Mysterious deaths that had us hook, line and sinker. So today I'm talking about the blue whale challenge, a term which was first coined back in 2016. Uh, it was an internet phenomenon and it was first labeled as a game that many perceived as child's play really. It's kind of like all them other challenges like the salt and ice challenge, the ALS ice bucket challenge, or that's what people thought when it first kind of came about. But I say game in heavy quotations. Can we get that straight? If you could see me right now, heavy quotation marks, please. So the so-called games access through social media sites and players have to reach out to administrators who are also known as curators. Now, I'm not sure what that means, but I know it's a synonym for administrator. So that's all you need to know, really. Sorry, there's just something on my lip and I don't know what it is. It's really annoying me though. Give me one second. Oh my God. It's a cat hair, surprise, surprise. And these administrators or curators, whatever you want to call them, are supposedly the brains behind the operation. Now you might be asking what operation? Well, I would say hold your roll, steady belly, whatever the bloody quote is. Hold your horses, that's it, hold your bloody horses, mate. The challenge started in Russia and it quickly spread to neighboring countries such as Ukraine and even India and the US. So players that were interested in taking part in the game, they have to request to play or take on the blue whale as people called it. So if you put in your bio, I want to take on the blue whale or play, it's reported that the administrators then reach out to you after seeing it like in your bio, but it was only specifically on a Russian site called VK. And this is where it kind of gets a little bit fucking freaky to be honest, because the curators reach out to the players and they send them this like buck wild link to download an app. First of all, if you're a bit clued up, you would know not to click on any link. Like, who knows, it could send you to some Audi gift card saying you've won a hundred pound gift card. You know not to click on that. They're gonna ask you for your bank details. No, no, no. But this was much sinister. And they were children, the people that got targeted. So 
I have so much empathy and sympathy. But anyway, I'm I'm derailing the track or whatever it's bloody called. So anyway, getting back on track. Once you click on that link, you're taken to this app, you download the app, but once it's on there, you can't delete it. Like once it's on there, they put this like hacking kind of thing and you're basically done for. You can't delete it off your phone. And when I was researching this, I thought, this reminds me of something, have you ever seen the film uh, Countdown? Freaky film, would recommend, but it's so much like this app that you have to download in the case, uh, the Blue Whale app. It basically, because it's downloaded from the internet, it contains malware viruses, which are obviously known to hack personal data and steal information about the players. So once you downloaded it, they had all your information, they hacked into your phone. So if you didn't want to play, nah, that wasn't an option you had to play the game. And it's also been reported that curators are contacting players through Facebook groups. I didn't think anyone used Facebook, but this case was back in 2016, but that's when TikTok was popping off. But still, Facebook must have been still popping and thriving, you know, the metaverse and all that. But they targeted several, if not hundreds of people at once. That is mad. And there's kind of these groups on like private committees where people share like depressing content, it's kind of like self-harm and suicidal thoughts, which is really dark, but it's got thousands and thousands of followers. Probably because a lot of people can relate. Like, mental health sucks. Like, that's so crazy to think about. So whilst I was actually researching for this case, I was searching the Blue Whale Challenge here, there and everywhere. And there are loads of videos on YouTube of people claiming to, like, have done or be doing the challenge and, like, posting it on YouTube. But I've decided not to really include any of their information. So I don't really have any other sources to vet what they're saying. Like, anyone can fake something. Have you seen, like, Morgz's channel and, like, spending 24 hours in uh, Audi and everything? You don't know if they had a secret. Like, do you know what I mean? You don't know what's going on behind the scenes and, like, the Charlie Charlie challenge. Oh, my God. Do you know how many times I tried to do that and it just never worked? So I'm not going to add anything that I know, like, can't be fact-checked. But talking about fact-checking, actually, all of my research links and everything is going to be found in the pinned comment in my YouTube video comment section. So if you do want to, like, maybe go and do some further research or make sure I'm like not bullshitting you. I respect that. I respect a fellow research enthusiast. So you're you're more than welcome to do that. I got nothing tied. I, I went to very reputable resources. I did go to Wikipedia, but that was only once. Okay, Wikipedia is not like you know top notch. So I did do some Wikipedia. I went on BBC. I went on to kind of other Russian sites. And I know recently with everything coming out, they're not very reputable for kind of just showing only one side of the media. So I did cross-reference you guys thank you very much and good night well not good night please listen on it gets really interesting it already is interesting but just listen you're already here carry on so basically once you've signed up to this app there's a group administrator and they give you kind of a series of daily tasks that you have to complete over the course of 50 days and the tasks start with quite monotonous things oh my god that was a big word i hope it means what i think it is like small things I'll fact check. I'm not going to cut it though. I'll say monotonous. There we go. It uh, starts with small things like watching a horror film at night by yourself or waking up in the early hours of the morning. But then the game gradually takes an extremely dark turn, encouraging members to self-harm, more specifically to carve the blue whale into their skin. Like I said earlier, some people were challenged to wake up specifically at 420 if you know you know to watch psychedelic videos sent by the curator, drawing pictures of whales, then the tasks escalated to carving symbols into their skin, like I said earlier, standing on the edge of roofs, going to railways, killing animals, Jeffrey Dahmer, scary business. 
But they also have to send evidence of their tasks by sending a photo to prove that they've done it, which I thought was really freaky. And it actually reminded me of um, the episode of Black Mirror, the episode Shut Up and Dance. That was really good and it really reminded me of this case. It's basically where like um, the main character is blackmailed and has to do tasks set by a random person. So it's exactly like this. And they also have to send proof along the way. Like the circumstances are vastly, vastly different. But I thought it was just like, an, like a little connection that I made and I thought it was quite an interesting one. So I'd also read that some people had said that from days 30 to 49, players are told to wake up at 4.20 every day and watch scary videos. Which then I thought, right, waking up at 4.20 every day, for how many days is that? Like 19 days, I could never. Are you mad? I'd, and I was like, I'd be so tired. And that's when I thought, surely them being kind of tired and like, it just decreases the ability to kind of make clear decisions. It's like studying all night for an exam. You go into the exam and you're so tired that you can't think straight. It's like you can't make any like good decisions, you can't remember anything. So it's very, very manipulative. And where it takes a deadly turn is that on the 50th day, players are instructed to kill themselves. A video I've also linked in the comments was really, really interesting to me. I was scrolling through, like I said, on YouTube and I came across this one interview, but it was in Hindi. So I kind of had to transcribe the video and then it transcribed it to me in Hindi and then I had to go and translate that video. So I am going to read a little bit of the transcript, but please take it with a massive pinch of salt. It is definitely not verbatim, but it is one of the only videos I could find from a survivor of one of these challenges. So I really thought it was interesting. And um, when I translated it, it really did make sense, but I'm just going to read, like I've changed some of it into like English that will kind of make sense to you but I'm gonna pin the video so if you want to go and do your own research try and do something with it yourself you're more than welcome but this is just a little part of it that I thought I'd read out to you when I saw the game on the internet I thought it must be fake that's why I downloaded and tried it but even while playing the game my mind became crazy and would make me feel bad I sat up and played the whole night and after a lot of chats in the last, he gave me four options. Four different options to die. Carve a whale into my arm. Jump from the roof, drown in the sea, or run away. So that was the extract that I found. And I just decided to include it. Because um, it kind of went hand in hand with all my research. And I just thought, I have to kind of include this. Because it was the only piece of kind of survivor related evidence that I found all the rest of the people kind of sadly took their own lives so you know I didn't know much about their stories but like I said it's not verbatim I tried my best to get the most accurate information so before they end their lives the curators and the administrators inform them that you have to delete all course of like uh, communication that we've had like we cannot be linked together and I don't know how they said that to them but that's what happened. So players are reportedly told that they're not allowed to speak of the game outside, like in the outside world, or someone will come after them, which is so crazy to think about. Like I'm imagining myself at their age, and I would probably believe this if someone told me, like the children's ages were kind of around 12 to 14, 15. Like just imagine being that age. But like I believed stories that were going around on like WhatsApp and Google chats about stories of like, um, you know, like, it was like, oh yeah, Billy died on blah blah blah, so and so. 
like you've read this far i'm so sorry i had to send this to you but this is cursed send it to 15 people or they're gonna come after you I'm like okay babe i know like at that age i thought it was real Like i'll put a screenshot right now where i sent this i think i was in year six i was like 11 or 12 the target age for these victims and i sent it to everyone i know because i was so scared that i was going to be haunted someone's going to come after me and now i'm like babe come on catch the tea like this is what's happening like even nowadays on tiktok you see people use things for clickbait it's like like this video you're gonna have bad luck like this video like share four times click and claim it's like oh my god sometimes i'm not gonna hold you like i still give it a cheeky little like just to be sure but like i know it's, nothing's gonna happen but you know it's like tarot cards like i'm in my kind of spiritual era but still it's really fucking scary that these vulnerable children are targeted and it's really fucking sad like i said earlier the players are kind of told that once they're in there's no way out the administrators have a position of power over them they have all their information like we know how easy hacking someone can be let alone the information that you have to put in to get a hold of this app and get sent the link i'm sure you had to give your name and certain bits of information about you so that just made it so much more easier and even even if they didn't have you know the access to be able to hack them just the thought of someone being able to do that even if they couldn't would scare the life out of me like, i can't imagine someone just saying they can do something whether it's true or not i would be shitting myself i'd shit a brick there are so many alleged cases of the effects that the blue well challenge had and according to the daily mail there have been three cases in the usa five in india a dozen in Brazil and around 20 suicides in Russia. But these are only the ones that have been officially linked to the game. There are so many victims. In fact, in order to respect the victims and to tell their stories, they are going to be pinned in the comments section, but I just can't get through them all within the space of this podcast. So I, I'm going to be mentioning the ones that happened in Russia alone, the most notable ones, because that's where this kind of challenge set off and kind of the hysteria came from but i will be putting all their names and parts of their stories in the comment section so please please go and check that out so the most notable death was that of russian-born 17 year old rena palinkova i honestly couldn't find much about rena's earlier life in the sea of all the information that surrounded this case however what we do know is that sadly on the 22nd of november 2015 Rena posted a selfie standing outside with her mouth and nose covered by what I think was a scarf and she's also holding up her middle finger which appears to be covered in dry blood. The photo is paired with the caption Nyapoka, I think I'm saying that right, probably not Nyapoka, please tell me, my, I bet my pronunciation sucks but it basically just means, uh, it translates to goodbye and after this was posted Rena then threw herself in front of a train leading to her immediate death. The news of her death then quickly spread nationwide pretty much, appearing on one of the largest social network websites in Russia, vk.com, which I mentioned earlier. And this website and many, many others hosted chat rooms similar to that of kind of Reddit, I suppose. It's basically Reddit with like the weirdness of, oh my God, what is that app? Omegle, it's basically, that's it. It's basically Reddit. Reddit's already weird enough. It's like Reddit with the weirdness of like Omegle, like, yeah, it was weird. The forum was created and aimed at kind of teens and really everyone, but mainly teens to talk about their everyday lives. It started by being a forum that kind of forefronted, you know, people's school crushes or, you know, their everyday struggles. But like everything else in this day and age, it took 
a much sinister turn. Rena's suicide was shared on VK and the lines of fiction and reality were blurred. Some people even went as far as faking images and doctoring footage to change her story and other stories. Once Rena's story came out, it was kind of the domino effect. But amid the rumours, there was one massive issue. No one really knew what the truth was. They was all talking and making stuff up, but no one knew the cold hard facts. After Rinna's death, a string of seemingly unconnected suicides emerged from the forums and people kind of began to connect the dots. What once was, you know, someone taking their life over here and over there and back there, it kind of all started to make sense. And there was just one thing that connected them together. talking about that one thing that connected them together. Images of the blue whale was the reason for the name of the case. It kind of perplexed many. It perplexed me. I didn't understand why the need or why call it the blue whale challenge. And we don't really have a definitive answer, but people have, I'll kind of read out the suggestions and people believe it's because blue whales are known to beach themselves. So they kind of, I don't know, wriggle their way onto land and because they're sea animals i suppose mammal i don't know they're not mammals are they because they're sea animals they kind of they don't live basically is what i'm trying to get at but they're also animals of solitude and they're quite lonely and i think there's a famous painting or drawing of i think it was of a beached whale like frowning i didn't even know they could frown but looking sad which makes me sad i don't like animals being sad other forums such as Ocean Whales and F57 were investigated and were found to be some of the first to forge the way for others to post suicidal content. It's estimated that these forums are accountable for about 130 suicides. That is crazy. It literally only between November 2015 and April 2016. So you can work out how many months that is because I'm not good at maths, but that is a short amount of time and a lot of people dying. And all these children had connections to forums like Ocean Gate and F57. That's how they were linked together. But then it kind of led to a bit of a weird one, which I'm not sure how to feel about. A Russian governor appeared on Western TV and compared the sites to the Islamic State group. So I'm not really sure what the connection is there, but if someone wants to make it for me, I would be more than happy to kind of listen to that. Like, please inform me. I'm really interested in that, but I just didn't really see the connection. And due to the influx of these forums, finding the suspect who kind of forefronted the beginning of everything was next to impossible. But that was until November 2016, when aspiring musician and former psychology student, 21-year-old Philip Budekin was arrested. He was later charged with inciting teens to commit suicide. During questioning, and this is verbatim, he stated that female victims were happy to die. There were biological ways to would cause harm to society and that he would be cleansing society. So he's basically doing, um, not a racial cleansing, a, a gender cleansing, where he thought the male gender was superior, which is so weird. Oh my God, I just made the link. He might have been, um, uh, what are them people? Celibate, he might have been celibate or rejected. I just really couldn't find that much about him, but it's kind of given that vibe, do you know what I mean? He also stated that there were 17 suicides he knew of, which were related to the game, but claimed another 28 were ready to attempt suicide. He also said that he believed the young girls were most likely to have fallen in love with him and uh, with the game because of the attention that they received. 
The creation of the whole game goes back to 2016, so two years before Rena's death. And it was registered, the forum was registered under the name of F57, which if you remember, we spoke about earlier, but now we're going to get into the creation of it. So the name F57 combined the first syllable of his name, Philip, and the last two digits of his phone number. Not very creative, sir, but uh, he's an evil bastard, so I suppose they're not very creative at the best of times. And being a former psychology student, many believed that he used manipulation techniques that he'd learned in order to prey on innocent children and kind of coerce them into killing themselves, which kind of reminds me of... I think it was a forensic student, or it might have been psychology student, Brian Koberger, who was, I don't know if he's been charged, arrested for the alleged Idaho 4 murders. I say alleged because I don't know if he's been charged, but he definitely fucking did it. Dirty man. But yeah, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit as well. His sentencing then took place six months later on May 10th, 2017. He pled guilty, but was only sentenced to three years, which I found so bizarre. And if he served that full time, which I doubt, he probably would have got out on good behaviour, but it's Russia, so I don't know if that happens. But if he served full time, he would have been released three years ago in 2020, and that was in the pandemic. So maybe he wasn't released until much later, which I hope. But um, he's not been seen since, at least as far as my research could take me, I couldn't find any more information on him. And the last kind of main piece of information I could find about him was that some of his closest friends stated that he kind of filled online groups with shocking content for shock value and clickbait value uh, related to um, Rena's death, sorry, in order to gain a kind of influx with followers. And then he wanted to advertise his music based on the followers that he'd got for clickbait value, which we all know about clickbait value, you know. You click on it, you might gain a few followers. But then I don't know how he thought it was going to work. Because he's going from the shocking stuff that everybody wanted to see to his music. Which, if he couldn't get the followers for that in the first place, they're certainly not going to be interested in it now. Because you've lied to them about what kind of shit you're posting. Even though it's disgusting what you're posting, there's clearly a niche that people like. So they're clearly going to be very disappointed and not want to like follow you anymore. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit twisted thinking. But maybe he was that narcissistic that he believed he was like God's earth. He was God's, what is it? God's prize to earth and the best thing since sliced bread. Trust me, you're not. That's Beyonce and Adele and Taylor Swift. You know, anyway. And I read that apparently it's common practice on sites like VK where people kind of exploit stories to sell other products, which I found a little bit booky, but it doesn't surprise me. A lot of people kind of do things for shock value and then they benefit off of that but uh, yeah the actually this is the last piece that was so shocking so Budekin was charged with 15 cases but by the time he went to sentencing all but one of them were dropped so he was sentenced based on one charge and that's why he got three years that is mental that's why I'm saying this case is so complicated because it's so hard to prove he is the sole reason for these children's deaths and i just want to go through the other uh, suicides uh, during this time in russia that he's believed to be or should have been held accountable for so there was anna Kay, who was found hanged after an obsession with the game diane who was 16 who died from falling from a nine-story building although her father believes she was pushed it's known that she was involved with the game 
Angelina 12 who fell to her death from the 14th floor on Christmas day in 2015. She logged into a user group called Wake Me Up at 420 which had a million subscribers, wow. She then posted on her social media site saying the quest is over, there's just one step to be made. I didn't think it would be so scary to jump, just one step forward and everything is done. But this very step is so difficult to make. Christina Kay, she tried to overdose on drugs and was then found hanged five days later. 15-year-old Electra, critically injured after falling from a fifth-floor flat. 14-year-old tried to throw herself under a train. And this one was really sad. Two Russian half-sisters, Maria and Anastasia, 12 and 15, reportedly jumped to their death after playing the game. They were both found dead on the ground below a 10-storey apartment block where they lived. It was reported that Maria was upset and depressed uh, because her mother took her to a gynecologist after starting a relationship with a boy. And before she died, she supposedly posted a picture of the boy saying, Forgive me, please. I love you so much. I know you will find somebody better than me. Anastasia also sent a message saying, Goodbye to everyone. I love you all. This is true. Love you very, very much. And they were just the ones in Russia uh, that I wanted to read to you. But there are so many others in, like I said, India, the US, Ukraine. And it's just so sad. But I think it's, like I said earlier, I was so surprised by the sentencing of three years. But I think it just must be so hard to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he is the sole reason for these children's deaths. And can you hold someone accountable for, you know, kind of... He, he did convince them, but like people were saying, these children must have already been in a state of depression or something... And he was just kind of, what is it, the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. So it's so hard to prove. But this also links to next week's case, which I'm very excited about. Um, I'll just tell you now, because why not get you a little bit excited about it? Next week's case is going to be A Girl From Plainville, which it was a show that was on Lionsgate, but I'd never heard of it before. And it kind of follows a similar theme of, you know, who can you hold accountable and should people be held accountable for certain things? So it has some, it kind of has some similarities, but they're both very, very different. But I would really, really love to hear your thoughts on this case. Like, who do you think should be held responsible? Because I saw this Instagram page that was kind of you know how people post like a clickbait for attention but this was a fan page of uh, Philip and it was kind of like all the reasons why Philip shouldn't be in prison and I'm sure by now I'll be showing you you know slideshows of all the things and you can pause to read them but I think one that stuck out was like the point that I made earlier like saying he can't be held responsible um, it's it's the parents fault and of course if your child kills themselves then the parents going to look for anyone to blame but themselves, which is so harsh and so fucking wrong. It just didn't occur to me that during this case, people are going to have thoughts like that. And there's always going to be people on the other side, even like in the worst cases that you'd never expect. There's always going to be people on the other side. But that's the world we live in. Every, you know, freedom of speech, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion, whether I think that's right or wrong. But um, yeah, that kind of just about wraps us up in a kind of neat little 
package, but this is a very, very sad case. But I do just want to thank you for joining me on this journey into the Blue Whale Challenge. I hope you found this lesser known case as fascinating as I did. I thought it was really interesting, but you might not have. That's okay. And if you've listened the whole way through, thank you so much. And a big shout out to all the passionate true crime enthusiasts who are going to make this podcast possible because without anyone listening, I probably would still make the episodes, but it'd be nice to have other people to kind of bounce ideas off of and know what cases you want. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to Criminally Underrated to stay tuned for more obscure cases that deserve the spotlight. Your support does mean everything to me, so maybe take a moment to leave a review, if you so wish. You don't have to, but I would love it. I want to know what I can do to make this a more enjoyable experience. And it also helps others discover our podcast. This is our space. And remember, there's always more to uncover in the realm of true crime. Keep your curiosity alive and keep exploring the hidden stories. They're the ones that have so much to offer. And you go down a little rabbit hole, you start somewhere, and end up somewhere completely different. You never know what's going to happen. And before I go, I just want to leave you with this message. Stay vigilant, trust no one, and until next time.